Watch out, ye listeners. Beware. There be spoilers ahead. Hello and welcome to the After Credibles, the movie discussion podcast where the least credible people you know discuss everything in the world of cinema. My name is Charlie Rogers and today is part two of our massive two-part review of Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. And with me today to wrap up where we left off from part one, we have Alex Conway and Zach Derrick. Welcome back to the show, both of you. Buongiorno. Yay. So yeah, how long's it been? It has been too long. Um, even though uh, one episode got released last week, it was about two months ago that we all got together. So it's been a while. Yeah. I think Jurassic World's out in VHS now. <laughs> I think it's pretty close to it. Well, it's been the first time since we've ever done this. I was so excited to have Nick and Chris on the show last episode. Um, they are our resident after credible super fans of Jurassic Park, and it was great to get their first impressions mere days from watching the movie. But a bit more time has passed, and we've got the old reliables here to help wrap up what we thought of the film. Are we ready? Yeah, why not? So ready. Yeah, let's give it a go. I'm going to summarise some interesting talking points from last week, and that should help us jump into some discussion here. It's fair to say that the consensus last week was the movie was um, unexpected in some ways. It did a lot of things that Nick and Chris had to find themselves investing actual energy into just to kind of understand where the writers were coming from. Um, It had some good points too. There was a lot of action, solid CGI, and um, I really liked, personally, the fan references. But as a whole, it was definitely one of the weirder films of the franchise. Nick said it was like a B-movie with a huge budget, and about as far out and outrageous as the non-canon stories from the Jurassic Park comic books. And it even contained a highly desired cameo from Jeff Goldblum that actually left Chris and Nick really let down. What a roller coaster, Alex. What do you have similar sentiments? All I remember is being bored. Like I have no memory of anything that happened in that movie. I can clearly like Chris Pratt was in it. Bryce Dallas Howard was in it. Uh, the dude from LA Confidential was in it, and that's it. Like I don't remember a thing. I didn't like Jurassic World the first one, and I was just as bored watching this. And that's my take. Let's wrap the show up, guys. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was exhausting. <laughs> Alex, do, do you think that that is because of... The first thing I think of when you say that is that I was really bored for the first half too, but I thought it was because of the trailers. Because they, basi- they, they basically just gave away everything, even up basically up to the last scene and shot from the movie. They, it was all in the trailers. Do you think that's why, or do you think it's because of the movie? Yeah, maybe. Like... Uh, all right i really like lost world it's probably one of my favorites out of it just because i used to own like that was one of my first vhs presents and used to watch it over and over again i'm probably watching it more than jurassic park and i thought it was just going to be a re- like a pretty much a rehash exactly like lost world and it was going that way and i was like okay this is, could be just garbage fun and it was just garbage trash. <laughs> so you were not you were not taken at all by the thoughts. No, I was just like, uh, like I like Bryce Dallas Howard a bit better this time, and Chris Pratt was doing Chris Pratt. But I'll, I'm actually I remember one thing. It was the two side characters, like 
What were their names? The uh, Zaya and Franklin. Oh my god, they were so irritating. Paleobotanist and the annoying IT guy who wasn't funny <laughs> at all. They, they were insanely forgettable. And like, like I got no problem with like badass girl characters. Fine, but she was a pain in my neck. As soon as she came on screen, and as soon as she said like I don't need like anybody to help me, I was like fuck you. You were just written this way. You haven't done anything to <laughs> fuck. It was just irritating. Yeah, and the and the and the geeky guy, like you know, sitting next to the um, sitting next to like the the mercenaries, like applying like you know insecticide and stuff like that. It's just like oh, it's so lazy. Yeah, she'll assassin everybody for no reason. What what I personally hated so much about Franklin was that in that in that first twenty to thirty minutes of characterization that they were applying to all these new characters, Franklin like. He basically finished every scene or every sequence. Every every piece of dialogue ended with him making a non-funny nerd joke. <laughs> and that I know that might sound like it's it's hitting close to home, <laughs> but it would it just wasn't they're just they're just not particularly funny jokes. It's just it's poor characterization. It's just a bit it's just tired. It's old and tired and I was and no one laughed in the cinema. I think that I think that contributed to me not enjoying the first half of the movie very much at all because Every scene ended with a joke about him or a joke at his expense, and no one laughed. So it was a very uh, it was a very cold cinema I found myself in when I watched this film. Yeah, we've seen it before. Like, we're, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Just- yeah, like anyone can do a nerd joke. It doesn't really characterize him because I mean, all it, I mean, I guess it does. All it does is characterize him as the most token nerd character ever. Um, which isn't a really big thing in the movie's favor, right? Yeah, it's got we've got Hollywood heartthrob Chris Pratt, we've got token nerd, we've got dinosaurs, we've just ticked every box, and it's like, fuck, guys, come on, do something better, do something different. It was shit. Like we've seen it before with Chris Pratt, we get the idea that he can crack jokes, and he can sort of make light of at his expense. But like this guy, we have no experience with. And we've just come in cold. It's not. It's not. It's not often that I think that um, a movie. When I see it at the cinema, it's not often I think uh, that the movie could have benefited from having like some kind of stand-up fluffer, um, <laughs> having done like a show just before the movie to get everyone like you know in the mood. Because yeah, half of the jokes, half of the jokes. Yeah, when I saw it in the cinema, it was just crickets. It was ugh, ugh. <laughs> uncomfortable crickets. It, yeah, it really was. And and it and it, it again, it didn't help the fact that the entire first uh, I guess half or 40 minutes of the movie was just the sh- the shit that they showed in the trailer. Like it, I mean, it's hard to be invested in something you have already watched scene for scene. Uh, uh which was uh one of the real downers of the first half of that uh, something of, of something you've point. already seen all the best scenes of. Yeah, yeah, all yeah, and that's the thing. Everything leading up to the climax of each scene or or sequence um was already thro- was it already thrown in our face. Um and I mean, I don't want that. Do you like it's just not something I I I understand that they have to sell the film but i don't see why they should look at a trailer like that and think that's what people want they want the whole movie to be spoiled i guess they want us to walk through the door so and it worked like they were gonna make us walk through the door anyway yeah yeah like they had people's money all they had to have was all they they could have shown just a t-rex roaring and people would have went take my money i want to see what happens yeah yeah i think that's they just they gave us the movie I think that's proven by the fact that it was such a mediocre movie and it's the 12th highest grossing film of all time. Oh, that makes me cry inside. Yeah. Like, I'm so sad. (laughs) 
I think where we're at right now with this kind of stuff that I'm really interested to see how it all um, comes out is it's the same as The Last Jedi. These are films that grossed hugely, uh, were very polarizing. I would say they were both pretty disappointing. Mm. And there are plenty of things in there that don't make fans happy. And somewhere there's a formula there. And, and what, I, what, I, what I'm really interested in is seeing how the sequels to both these films are going to be, how, how well they're going to do. Mm. Because I can't see people walking out of Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom and and uh, and seeing how much money it made and somehow correlating that with how much they enjoyed the movie. I feel like I'm probably not going to be excited to see Jurassic World 3. Um, in the same way that I'm not really excited to see Star Wars, uh, what is it, 9. <laughs> Did, did I did I hear you right, Charlie? In your little uh, intro, did you say that um, Nick had to invest energy to understand where the writers were going? Yeah, just, just and it's all the things we talk about. It's like, why did they blow up the island? Why did they write ten new characters that were just placeholders for characters that already existed in the franchise? Why did they have to make a new John Hammond? Why did they have to make a new kid? Why they uh, Why they have to make a new bad mercenary? Why did they have to make two new paleobotanists and an IT guy. There was an IT guy in the film before who could have easily come back. Um, there were things like that that are really, really strange. Um, and on reflection, what it made me feel like was that it felt like it felt like an ugly half-brother of the Jurassic Park f- franchise. <laughs> like, there are three uh, characters that add continuity, and it's um, Ian Malcolm, who was there for two scenes, and Claire and Owen, and everyone else was like a weird B plot character, <laughs> right? I, ca- I can't get over the the stunning, the stunning, like staggering unoriginality of the plot. Like it is just the Lost World done, done again. Yeah, and with so many plot holes too. I mean, it's 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 not very well contained, is something Nick also said, right? So it's not well contained. The plot holes and all the weird plot choices have these huge ramifications that are going to make it very difficult to make a grounded sequel from. I mean, there are dinosaurs ru- ruling the world and there are also clone girls. Like, <laughs> yeah, and huge mansions with massive vats of hydrogen cyanide in the basement for some reason. Doesn't your mansion have a huge vat of hydrogen cyanide? <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it should, it apparently. Sh- well, you're missing out, buddy. How else do you kill the dinosaurs? So, yeah. yeah. We've all killed all our dinosaurs. Are you? Have you not killed yours yet? So, so what did you guys think of the Indoraptor? That's a new... That was a new part of the film, right? It was shit. Yeah. <laughs> boring <laughs> just have a fart cloud dead set it could have been more interesting yeah it, it was like uh indominus rex was cool let's just do that again more raptor more raptor more raptor less interesting things um it, you it, like indominus yeah. rex <laughs> how about 10 percent more raptor yeah it's difficult raptor right? with mother and what what i liked about indominus rex was it was kind of fresh and he well, okay so what i really liked especially was that uh, he his powers and all the special things about him weren't given away to us straight away. So as they got closer to catching him, every time he'd pull out some um, unknown but kind of reasonably realistic um, in terms of plot um, issue, right? So like like so, um, he would bring out 
invisibility or he can cloak or he was extremely clever like all these things that they weren't really briefed about because he was obviously had a kind of shady military uh background uh made him really interesting they and they like they they stole the scenes when they happened they really turned every scene on its head when he would bring something like that out and it was also good for the plot it was also good for the uh philosophy of having a completely made up organism um but they didn't have any of that for indoraptor he was just like a a weird comically inept killing machine one that got beaten by blue in one go i like lights he just liked a he just liked a red light and wanted to hug it so much that he killed it uh, yeah, yeah it's they managed they somehow managed to get all the best things about indominus rex and strip them away and did you notice him smile as he tricked tricked the uh tooth uh stealing mercenary uh, in the cage god buffalo bill it's buffalo yeah. bill <laughs> yeah buffalo bill finally getting his comeuppance oh i guess he did die at the end of thing yeah he did no no he lives right this is the sequel to buffalo bill oh <laughs> it makes so much sense <laughs> yeah sequel to science and the lambs he's Do gone it. from <laughs> he's gone from human skin to dino teeth that's a big step yeah it's what's well, the next step up man you gotta <laughs> what's he gonna do next i can't wait for the the trilogy of buffalo bill okay let's let's be real it's been a while and i will admit that the only things i particularly remember about the film are either the bad things or the good things that i did write down when i watched it are there any things you can think of that you did like I, I literally can't think of a single thing. It just, it did, it did everything a movie should do to an incredibly average standard. Um, you know what it made me think of with all its little like piece of shit homages to the first Jurassic Park, like you know, oh, there's the there's the car and all that shit. Um, it made me think of it is the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull of the Jurassic Park Ooh. franchise, except except that had a more original oh, plotline. That is. That Man, is if the aliens were in this, I'll be excited. <laughs> yeah, that that is a damning, damning comparison <laughs> to compare it to Indiana Jones Four. But I can see, I can see where you're going. At least for all of the things that were so awful about Indiana Jones, at least it was an original thought. <laughs> yeah, but that that said, you know, I've got epic crushes um, on both um, Dallas Bryce Howard and Chris Pratt, so that kind of saved it for me from being completely honest. Yeah, they were good. They were solid in a movie that it must have been difficult to shine in as an actor. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think uh, Honest Trailers. If you haven't seen the Honest Trailer for this uh, for Lost for Fallen Kingdom, um, I always called it Lost World. Um, basically, is if you haven't it's seen the uh, the Honest Trailer, yeah, for Fallen Kingdom, uh, I suggest that you watch it. I think they nailed it. Uh, by calling it the bland before time. Oof. Sick roast. Oof. The weirdest thing about that is that they packed what I think, they packed so much action in as well. That's the other thing. It wasn't that nothing happened. It was almost like so much happened and it was so spreadly thin um, and so rushed through all these ri- like ridiculously ambitious acts between like literally exploding an island with people on it uh, to being brought back to this we like to this mansion and having that entire act happen as well so much happens that almost it feels like nothing happens it was very odd mm. it felt like like no consequences like the island blew up but like dinosaurs still got off then they were in the more haunted mansion and it's like but they still seem to be getting around just fine like everything seems to be placed perfectly for them to get away and i was like Ugh. it's interesting that you would say um 
I, I, I personally disagree. I think that the <laughs> stakes were really raised on the island blowing up. I mean, although they still, the dinosaurs did get off, you're right. But at the same time, like it didn't, what, what I didn't like about it was that it didn't add anything. Like it just made me feel sad. <laughs> They're blowing up the island that I've loved for 20 years. Yeah. That's right. The stakes weren't high because the dinosaurs survived. And there's another <laughs> Miracle Island that's exactly the same where they're going. Oh, yeah, there is too. Oh, that's true. Yeah. 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 There's like six islands. It's fine. Yeah. Like, wouldn't they realize that one has a volcano? Like, wouldn't they realize that the volcano was there in the first place? Yeah. I don't want to trash on uh, Nick and Chris while they're not here because they did uh, invest, you know, their own time uh, to come onto the podcast. Trash, 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 (laughs) trash. One thing that we did all disagree on was I'm not a fan of the volcano theory. I don't think it makes sense that they would uh, it, I mean even what was theoretically possible which is what seems to get Nick and Chris through on this whole endeavor um, I don't see why writing that in is is anything like short of like annoying like why like no one wants the island to blow up it doesn't service the plot it it, it it forces the plot to go in these extreme directions that are so weird and kind of feel unfulfilling because everything we loved about Jurassic Park is pretty much under molten lava now. I, I've got to, I've got to disagree with you. I've got to disagree with you on that. Hundred percent. I think um, yeah. I don't think it's it's sort of like technically feasible. I think it's eminently plausible that there would be a volcano on an island like that. The only reason an island like that would exist in the ocean is because it's the tip of a volcano, like you know the Hawaiian Islands and stuff. And, and then and then also I think it's you know in terms of the storyline and whatnot and symbolism, I think it makes total sense you know if they're going to completely destroy this franchise's legitimacy um then they might as well just like you know literally do it um as well <laughs> yeah i guess so so has the volcano just destroyed the whole island altogether like how tiny was this island for like and how big was this volcano well i i, I my i'm i was thinking that it was along the lines of I suppose now it's all just, um, it's like a Pompeii situation. There's nothing there living anymore. It's kind of, you know, kind of either flattened. It's still there in some capacity, but obviously no dinosaurs are, are around. I hope there's dinosaurs cuddling somewhere. Mammals have taken over the island, you know, in a, uh, in a mirror of like evolution. <laughs> to sped up evolution. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mammalian Park. I, I stand by it. <laughs> I mean, and now we now and now we have clone people. I mean, you never know. Maybe they're going to have start having a human human park of clones. Oh man, they tried too hard to like you know bring heart into the movie with that little girl clone. She was like, you know, I have to save the dinosaurs because they're clones, and I am also a clone, and I am alive, <laughs> so they should be alive. Oh, she was German. <laughs> I, I really enjoyed like a German character instead of an American character too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know why. It, I don't know why my little uh, version there. She had to be Germanic. But <laughs> it was spot on though. Like it was, I'm, yeah, I'm, great, yeah, <laughs> great impersonation. I, I can only do so many accents, and Americans not one of them. <laughs> oh, so accurate, Zach. One of my bugbears about having a re- like 100 original characters only linked to the franchise through throwaway lines like oh the clone girl's mum went to the first jurassic park at one point oh benjamin lockwood actually was best friends with john hammond and he even made the clones with them that was such a fucking bullshit yeah the big reveal that she's some clone of some like 
mother or woman that we have never met before or seen or care about was i think that really made it fall flat it just who like who cares like i understand that it's a big deal that she's a clone but if you don't even um, address any of the philosophical ramifications then it's kind of just it's kind of just there right that's how I felt about her like, clone reveal. Maybe, maybe that that plot like plot twist and her character could have been saved if she'd been like um, the little girl in um, in uh, the recent Wolverine movie. And like, turns out to make the clone work, she had to be part raptor as well. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Well, I mean, Ooh. that's another question. I mean, is is she just a pure human clone, or maybe you know? I'm I'm hoping that they reveal later that they, they added a few things in there. Yeah, they had to use but, um, they had to use frog again. Yeah, <laughs> cuttlefish, so she can camouflage. Yeah, she doesn't get camouflage, but she can grab a fly with a tongue from three meters. <laughs> and her toes are really webbed. <laughs> Do you think the fact that she was cloned signaled intent for Benjamin Lockwood? Like he was so upset that his daughter died in a um in a car crash that he rushed straight to the scene and gathered as much tissue as he could to start the cloning process right away no there's something there's something very strange there about him just happening to clone her because he just decided he wanted wanted her back he rocks up to the accident scene with like a hacksaw and just takes off her arm (laughs) just walks away just shoves it in his jacket and walks away there's nothing strange about it there's people standing around like a storyboard going right we've got some huge action sequences uh, and they're like, oh, we need we need some kind of like emotion in there, like mm, uh, old man clones daughter. Yeah, yeah, great one. <laughs> or, or a guy, or the guy, a guy on the writing table being like, look, we need some philosophical ramifications and some things that bring into um, the, the 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 audience's mind the possibilities and the pitfalls of cloning. And they're like, why don't we make the girl a clone? Oh, why don't we also just yeah, make yeah. her save the dinos because they're cool and. Oh, you know, why don't we, why don't we just, why don't we make a lot of explosions? Why don't we just make a new Indoraptor that's just really dumb and gets killed by one raptor anyway? And, yeah. <laughs> and doesn't actually do anything for the whole concept that's brought forward in Jurassic Park. But that is, cloning has problems. Yeah, yeah. They're like, yeah, we need to bring home the ethical ramifications of cloning. So we make a big home. And we bring it home. That's it. That nails it on the head. <laughs> that, yeah, that, that's a tagline only, um, only possible by a true, true Hollywood executive. Zach, is, do you have a secret that you don't want to tell us? Man, I would be a fucking great Hollywood executive. Someone tells me, like, you know, the most mundane, abstract thought bubble, and I'm like, I fucking love it. <laughs> you'd, you'd be like, make it. Make it no matter yeah, what. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, what say we wrap up, fellas? Yeah, good. We've had our piece. I think it's fairly obvious where we're going with it, but I'd love to hear it come out of each of your mouths. On a scale of good to bad, good being incredible, medium being moderately credible, and bad being non-credible, where are we placing Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom? Should we do it all together, Zach? All right. I thought I, I'm sorry. I, I thought this. I thought this. You know, the three-tier rating system had been like you know scrapped. Oh, is that, no. What? Who, who told you that? That's fake news, mate. We, we're going. We're going with this. Uh, no, like Sa- Sally, Sally tore it apart in a podcast yeah. and you were like, all right, I'll have a look at it. I seem to recall that differently, but I mean, <laughs> Sally definitely did have her complaints, but it's not Sally's podcast, is it? <laughs> Ouch. So what's how we go with it? Are we going to say it all together? Uh, wait, what's the really bad one again? 
Wait, what? What? Else? Yeah, yeah. What? No, I, I'm, no, I'm going to go in the middle. So if we say it together, it's just going to be a mishmash. No, that's good. Let's just do a mishmash. Let's do it anyway. Three, two, two, two one. one. Uh, Not incredible. 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 It's terrible. Uh, this, yeah, that's good enough. That's what we get. A barely credible, a non-credible. It's terrible, and another non-credible. Fallen Kingdom is. Garbage. I guess not really up to the standard of the others, right? I'll take Jurassic Park three over this. Oh god, them's fighting words. I'll take him on. <laughs> I was gonna say we are we are judging this as um, like a piece of cinema, you know, as some sort of like um, artistic endeavor, some creative thing. Um, and you know, there's a great uh, Einstein quote that's uh, if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree um it will go through its whole life thinking it's stupid uh and i think yeah well i mean we can't judge this as something creative or as uh, a bit of art um, or even as a bit of entertainment um it made a billion dollars so if you judge it as you know uh, a revenue maker it, it was a great film i mean my, my my value for judging a film it's really I mean, d- does it add, does it add something to what we all have in our lives? And even bad films teach you something, even if it's what not to do. But something about Jurassic World is very odd to me. It doesn't seem to have added much to my understanding of what not to do or what to do. It's just a very weird movie. And um, I know it's easy to be harsh on something you haven't seen for a couple months um, and don't remember many of the great things about it, all the good things, but. It was a film that really had me very, very um, confused during and right after walking out of the cinema. You know what this film taught me? Don't go see this movie. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) All right. It is about time we wrapped this up. Thank you all for listening to the final part of the Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom review by the After Credibles, your least credible movie podcast. And I think if anything has proved that, it is this episode. (laughs) Yeah. Thanks to our presenters, Zach and Alex. What up? Cheers, mate. If you liked the show, please subscribe, tell a friend, and send us some feedback. We're on Apple Podcasts, the Google Play Store, or anywhere you get your podcasts. Please rate and review us. We read all of them, and uh, it helps other people find the show. So do, if you have the time, give us a rate, a subscribe, or a comment. I'm Charlie Rogers, and thank you all for listening to The After Credibles. This is the only time I've done uh, one of these... Uh, without drinking and it's just proven to me that I should never do it without drinking.